0: Hello, 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 everyone. This is Nick Zatuni, Head of Operations from Coded Minds. Hey, everybody. I'm David Peachman, the Social Media Specialist at Coded Minds.
1: And my name is Ola Fasuba and I am the Sales Marketing Manager at Coded Minds.
0: There we go, guys. Thank you very much for gathering here today for this topic that is of a lot of interest to me, at least, that is leadership, right? It's. I don't think leadership is ever going to be like a a a not so hot topic. Uh, every time that there is, you know, like like nowadays we're living the entrepreneurship kind of a world thing. Leaderships are always being talked and discussed and fairly hot. But even before that time, when I was a little child, it was always about the boss, right? So we just kind of changed the language from being the leader to being the buzz, and only God knows what's going to be in the future. But it's a topic that's always there, always uh, current, let's just put it that way, but I would say not often discussed in at least what I believe to be the right perspective. And that's what I would like uh, for our listeners today to so get it, is three different perspectives of what leadership is in a way, and again, sharing a little bit of our experiences as well. And as usual, I'm going to get started because I like talking, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it's funny because uh, most of the times when I go and I try to talk to people about leadership, uh, often people say that like, no, oh, this is too much. Oh, this is too hard. Oh, I don't want to be a leader. It's too much responsibility. But oftentimes when I try to dig in, they have a, a misconception of what the leadership position is. I'll give you my definition of what leadership as uh, again, a position, a concept is a leader is that person that is going to be there to lead, right? Which is classic definition of, of the, the the word. However, how to lead it's extremely flexible, and that's sometimes what people fail to to realize. As a leader, you will be making mistakes. You will be doing you know a lot of failures. You're gonna be Uh, even exposed to situations where might not be very pleasant, just put in that way, right? And that's sometimes what frightens people. But the most important part of a leader in my dictionary, at least, is that even when you fail, all you got to do is to understand what went wrong, and then prevent that from happening again, or at least Fine tuning your decision making or even your process to ensure that you might account for more factors that you didn't before. But then a lot of people would come to me and say, Oh, Nick, but becoming a leader has so many factors. It's hard to understand, it's hard to manipulate, it's hard to control them. Absolutely. And that's when I agree with people that leadership is hard. Because there is so much that should be accounted that some people don't even have the brain power or the willingness even to go out there and do it. But again, as a leader, my personal definition, you need to go, you need to try. You are in for failure because only by failing, you're going to be able to fine tune your process, your ideas in order to make sure that things will be working. And my tip here is do that, do that fine tuning, do that learning with your team. And that is something that most leaders really fail in noticing. But that's my definition. That's how I see leadership in a nutshell. How about you, Dave? What do you think about leadership?
2: Oh, I'd I'd have to agree with a lot of what you were saying. I I think those ideas are, are so important. And to add on to what you're saying with leading a team, I think a, a, such a big part about leadership for me is empowering your team. It's not just managing, it's it's leading and giving them the best possible tools they need to be able to do their job effectively. You know, I've worked in a couple of different jobs where what the, the leaders of the organization do is they manage instead of lead. And by that, I mean, they're constantly watching over us, nitpicking everything that we do. And, making sure we're doing everything exactly as they want us to every minute of the day. And, you know, it can be a little demoralizing and then it also cuts down on any kind of flexibility and new ideas and creativity because then everybody is conformed to the manager's rigid view, right? Which then yeah, creates a lack of diversity and thought opinions and how you go about doing work. So I think being able to empower your employees, to be able to do it themselves, you give them the resources, the power and the abilities to be able to perform the work themselves will really go a long way towards creating a really good work environment where everybody feels like they're contributing, everybody feels like they can express their ideas and their opinions, and then everybody can work together to bring the organization up. You know, Back to my example when I was working in a grocery store, which I've mentioned before. You know, there, it was very rigid on how you had to do your work. There wasn't very much creativity. There, you know, wasn't much empowering. It was more so you do exactly what I tell you to do right now. Like one funny example I remember is uh, for a brief time I was working in the produce department of the grocery store and you know we want to have fresh produce right and we have to have fresh celery all the time so i was in the back uh cutting up celery and like washing it to put it out and i had a box full of celery on a cart and i'm holding a celery cutting it and then my manager comes in looks at me and says dave you got to stop what you're doing right now and cut some celery and refill it i'm like uh, right. Just holding my celery in a knife, like, okay. <laughs> you know? What? Right? Like, <laughs> right. All right. Now. So then I just kept doing what I was doing. But you know, the the point being, instead of empowering me to, you know, do the work and figure it out and all that, uh, the manager just assumed I, you know, I needed, I wasn't doing what they wanted to do if that makes sense. Right. Even though I was literally in the process when they were asking me to get some celery. So, uh, long-winded answer, but you know I think empowerment is is such a critical aspect of any well-functioning organization. but mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's just my thought. So I think a, a tip is give your employees responsibility, let them figure it out, help them in any way you can, and you give them give them the power to make decisions themselves because you'll you'll get way more buy-in on whatever uh, project or goals you have if they have input. And if they can contribute and aid in their skills and their knowledge. But yes, that's, that's, that's my tip. I don't know. What what do you think, Ola?
1: Well, for me, I just, when Nick started talking about leadership, when you started mentioning how some people find it challenging and that they don't want to do it. And um, my research, a lot of them, I've taken a leadership course before. And one of my understanding of it is that research has gone to show us that you know the question for the longest time has been is leadership is it nature or is it nurture are leaders born or are they cultivated right and um for the longest time it was more of like leaders were born they certain leaders have certain traits they're they're um they're outgoing they're extroverts they're um very um they're able to speak well they're they're you know there's so many different traits that um natural born leaders have which is the truth so there's a bit of a both there. Um, but what now we're understanding is that um, it's actually a fact that leaders can be cultivated, leaders can be developed. And the more yep. you read, I know Nick loves to read and has lots of books on leadership and all that stuff as well, myself as well, um, is the more you learn, you can actually develop some of these traits and use some of your trait, your own personal traits. So even in our team, we have different personalities in here, um, but all of us are leaders in our own rights. and. Um, I think that when you're able to work on those, those attribute, attributes of leaders, of leadership, um, such as being able to lead a team and understanding that it's not just about your personality, but how you go about it and how you use um, some of the things that you're learning to apply them to the real world. And, and I think touching on a little bit on what you said, uh, um, David, is that leaders aren't just there to manage. That's a that's a part of leadership, but they're not just there to manage. They're actually there to empower and one of my favorite quotes about leadership says that leaders are those who create other leaders, right? And so we're empowering people. We're doing by example and by um, um, nurturing to actually help people feel empowered to be leaders in their own, whatever they're doing with their job or things like that. Um, one of the things that I love that we do here is that we do... Um, uh, Offer a cor- uh, courses on entrepreneurship, which actually has a huge aspect of leadership. Um, and so, if we believe that entrepreneurship, I mean, that can be um, can be tailored and worked on, um, for sure. I would believe that we here at Code of Minds do believe that leadership is something that can also be learned as well and developed as well through using through the through the development of the correct skills and practicing of those skills. Um, and so, yeah, that to me is really. Um, a cool thing to know because yes I've always been I've told the longest time that oh Ola, you're like a natural born leader like you're a lo- natural leader you should do this you should I'm like what am I doing <laughs> I wasn't quite aware of the things that I was doing that made me a leader and um, so but now that I'm aware of what the, some of those things are I'm able to actually um, hone in and work ab- about them a little bit and some of the things that you'll learn is that the to the the positive aspects of personality that a lot of people are saying that are very very um great for leaders to have such as being extroverted such as being um, attentive to detail also have their dark side so there's also what they call the dark side of traits as well too so it's about even those that have those things naturally need to learn how to also tailor them down or to balance them so that they're actually on um, they stay on the positive side and they don't go to the dark side or the negative side of those traits so um that to me is super like I said enlightening and also very um, heartwarming, I guess, is just know that, hey, look, like you can work on these things and make them better um, and improve. So,
0: yep. It's funny. I just want to do like a, a quick biology moment here because again, Nick, the biologist, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, all this idea, and that was not only for leadership, but for a lot of other traits, right? Of like, oh, you're born with it. Uh, first, that's basically science back in the day. Right. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a lot of knowledge of genetics and how the genes work, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really easy just to say like, oh, yeah, that person was born a leader. Right. There's nothing much we can do about it. And then, of course, this evolved with the whole fixed mindset uh, concept that we are so familiar nowadays.
1: Uh, But that's
0: the thing. Every skill, leadership included, can be trained. There is a genetic trade-off there that, again, there is nothing we can do about it, is that, indeed, there are some peoples who are born natural leaders because they have the leader genes. It's, it's not that simple, but I'm just kind of summarizing to make it easy, right? That will allow them to have or develop even several traits that a lot of people like to see in leaders. But, again, that's something that comes naturally. It's like, I don't know how to paint, but I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there who just were born with the brushes in their hands, <laughs> right? And the same with leaders. Can I learn how to paint? As a matter of fact, I tried. I, I failed, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I didn't do very good in it, but I can. Big difference is people who have the genetics, who have the affinity, who are born with those talents, usually they need to spend uh, less effort than on a regular person to get to a specific level of proficiency. And that's all it is. But everyone can learn pretty much everything Mm -hmm. as long as they put enough uh, time and energy to it. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? And uh, going up in your idea, too, uh, and uh, like Dave's example, it's something that I also experienced in my life. The whole idea of like, oh, a lot of bosses, they just, again, they are bosses. They manage, right? They go to you. They don't know what they're doing. They're not caring what you're doing. But they just bark some orders they tell you what to do and that brings me a little bit to the point of the the perception side of leadership mm-hmm. and again that's me adding to the pile of how complex leadership can be but at the same time if you understand all of those things it's easier for you to to play with them right
1: mm-hmm.
0: how can a leader be perceptive on for example all the people that the leader is leading right asking questions being close, listening, paying attention, having conversations, right? In your example, Dave, your boss is so used, your former boss, is so used to go out there and tell people what to do because, again, chances are your boss is right and other people are wrong, mm-hmm. which is a classic misconception as well of bosses that they are always right. Mm-hmm. But, again, if you just pay attention to what your employees, your the people that you're leading are doing, you, again, you don't need to start barking orders. You don't need to be thinking that what you're doing is all right all the time, even though you don't do that. I'm pretty sure your boss there never chopped celery, did he? No, 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 not (laughs) once, at least while I was working there. There we go, right? But again, in his mind is that trigger and that's a flaw of our brain with like the mechanic repetitive things, right? So he would see you, he would just tell you, do this. But what about looking at you? Mm. What about having that moment in the coffee room where it's like, hey, yeah, so how was the salary cutting today? Mm. You know, simple Mm. things that can be doing even to create a better relationship that will allow the bosses to become Mm. more leaders in understanding what their employees are going through or doing. And I want to give an example here in what we do in our team, meetings in, uh, in Coded Minds. One of the very first things that we do is ask, How's been your week? What you have been doing? What are the projects that you're working on? Right? Just so everybody can share a little bit, and me as a leader, or Ole as a leader, or Dave as a leader, can understand and even help if they believe they can into something that another person is doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? What are your thoughts on that?
1: I think that's important. Like, collaboration is such a huge part of leadership. And was, uh, sorry, I should probably backtrack a little bit, or a few steps back. What you've just explained and talked about, Nick, um, it can be um, summarized or it can be defined as collaboration um, versus um, just telling people what to do. Is saying like, look, how can we work on this together? How can I support you? Um, and that's one of the biggest questions that I think leaders nowadays are learning is that it's not about directing only. That's a part of leadership, of course, or management, managing, which is different from leadership. And I think we've continued to have that, that theme over and over in this conversation that there's a the difference between managing and leading. Um, and leadership has more, is more about collaboration and support than it is about direction. Um, and so I would agree that that's really important um, in, in workplaces, in in relationships and whatever the case may be um, to have that collaborative mindset versus a, I'll tell you what to do kind of mindset. So I agree.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, tacking onto what uh, you were saying there, Ola, like the mindset is, is so important because if you have a leader or manager that does have like a fixed mindset and they're not open to new ideas, mm-hmm. that means the business isn't going to be evolving. It's not really going to be improving outside of what the manager thinks will be an improvement and that that's such a core element of collaboration among team members is having those ideas those inputs to be able to evolve and grow the business or organization because if you have just a fixed mindset and you're not open to any new ideas well then the business is not going to be open to new ideas for products or services Mm -hmm. or feedback from customers so it's so important to be open-minded and to as Nick mentioned, have that
0: growth mindset. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. And again, we can spend hours here just talking about all the time that you two pitch in and we just like, wow, <laughs> this is so good. Let's <laughs> do this, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, and more importantly, right? Again, I'm not talking just to, to give you two a compliment and just to show our listeners that like, yeah, we are perfect here our golden minds. No, I'm pretty sure a lot of you uh, might have realized that some of our ideas didn't go well. But like, yeah, that's when yeah, to go yeah. and do the learning. All <laughs> yeah. of us have yeah. the learning process, the whole idea, like, hmm, this didn't work. But that doesn't mean that you should not stop being the leader, taking that initiative and bringing more ideas as you two never been. Right. So good job, you all. <laughs> <laughs> now, interestingly, I want to tackle a little bit there on the whole idea of the, the fixed versus growth mindset and leadership. It's a, It's common sense that the leader arrived on that position because the leader had enough experience or, you know, like time in the house, in the company, right? The the person has been there for 20 years. That's why that person deserves to be a manager, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. And I, I don't want to diminish people who were able to obtain a leadership position by, you know, time of service. But there is a big problem and it's one of the dark sides that you're mentioning before that is power being a leader gives to the leader a lot of power and then of course as any human personalities we don't like to be told that we're wrong and once you have that power and someone comes and tells you you are wrong or I don't agree the uncautious leader might just say, I am the boss, I know what I'm doing, or even behave that way to the point where that leader closes himself for ideas. And I'll give an example in some of the labs that I worked, I have people who have been working in laboratories for, you know, like 20, 30 years. And every time I would go there and do something, I would bring newer ideas. And I would just like this, what do you think? And then my leader would come like, no, you don't know what you're doing because this is not the right way because we've been doing that for you know whatever number of years and it's in the SOP. And I would often come to that person, to that leader and say like, I understand. But just because you figured out one way that things work doesn't mean that my way doesn't work. And then the counter that would often get like, yeah, but you don't have data to back that up. I have. And they're like, oh, you just give me a few minutes. And then I would, of course, spend some days, getting data, and then proving to my leader that I was right, that my method is as good as the leaders, right? Unfortunately, in my experience, in this example, leaders usually didn't care. Again, because of the power. It takes time. It takes effort for the leader to allow new ideas to flow in, to understand the new idea, to see if the new idea is going to work. Right. But... If the leader would give that choice and decrease the level of uh, the power play in the game, there is room for improvement. There is room for making things better, right? You guys, go ahead, play. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, I think there's always room for learning. And I think that's one thing that we foster here, you know, in Quote of Minds is the learning mindset and the growth mindset, should I say? So I think what you just, um, said there and or explained there, Nick, was the growth mindset, which is going out there to be able to learn, research, develop what you might not know. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that your boss at that time, Nick, could have, um, incorporated, which is like, there's a possibility that I don't know something that, my um, subordinate might know and I don't, right? Um, and that's really something that I think the best leaders do well is understanding that they don't know everything. Um, again, I'm, I'm the quote lady. So, right, so the, there's a quote that says, you know, the moment you think you know everything is the moment you know nothing. Um, and so it's really important to just continuing to understand that there is an opportunity for you to continue to learn and even learning through those that, that you are managing or that you were leading is a great way as well um you know some of the things some of the most recent like we're going through you know this COVID-19 pandemic and some of the stories that have emerged from leaders on the good side has been some really negative ones as well too but on the good side um I've heard how leaders have have um taken cuts for example of their salary and not pay themselves like some ceos did not pay themselves um but the one particularly can't remember it right now it's already unfortunately um took a, a zero salary for the year of 2020 just so that they were they would not have to lay anybody off and um that kind of to me is like what leadership is now—it's kind of the new era of leadership because we would never see that before. That someone's like, "Oh, I'm taking—I'm not going to get paid," but that was really to show and the value, right? That—that's a way—that's a way of a leader valuing their their um their workers and saying, "Look, I value you guys so much, so that I don't want to lose any of you guys—not a single one of you guys." So I'd rather take a salary cut rather than letting anybody go here. Um, and that's super powerful. And that kind of also leads into this other um form of leadership or another. Po- part of leadership that's really that's really um um encouraged and i'm going to ask you guys what you guys think about this but one thing that is encouraging leaders especially in the new day is to take to to when your team messes up take on the responsibility of the mess up and when they're and when they do well give the (laughs) glory of the of the wellness to the team and I know some people might disagree with this like no when your team messes up you come down then you make sure you throw them under the bus and let them know that was your team but um it's something that I guess I guess it's a new age of leadership so I wanted to kind of ask you guys a question what do you guys feel about that about um giving your team the glory when even though even when, when it's when it's them and also taking on the responsibility even when they mess up as well.
2: Mm -hmm. No, I, I I fully agree with that idea. Like I read a great book called Extreme Ownership by former Navy SEAL. And the whole concept behind it was about taking ownership of the mistakes your team does, because you know, a big part of leadership is, is leading your team. So if they mess up, they make mistakes that could be, you know, reflective of maybe, um, you made some mistake in leading them. So like taking ownership of that. And of course, you know, there's always going to be some uh, bad apples and, you know, some people that aren't necessarily the best, but, you know, such, I think such an important core aspect of leadership is taking that ownership for how the team operates. And if it's not operating at peak efficiency or the most effective way it can, then you have to figure out, well, how can I lead better to ensure that it is, and then, of course, like you were saying, Ola, also giving the credit where credit's due. Like, you know, I've, I had a lot of experiences at this grocery store, but whenever um, somebody from corporate would come down and like compliment uh, the department or the store, it, it would usually be uh, the managers that would always t- take the credit. And they wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, good job, team. Like, we all did it. It was very much like, well, you know, I'm really good at what I do, you know. And and so, and it was always pretty demoralizing because, you know, if you're not giving your team the credit for their successes and their victories, they're not going to be as interested in trying to achieve those successes and victories. And they're just going to be punching in and out, right? So ensuring that they feel the success that they, that they earned the praise and the success that they've um, succeeded at, for, mm-hmm. for lack of whatever, uh, phrase for their good work is so important. And then not coming down too hard on them, you know, if they do make a mistake, if they do mess up, or if they're not performing the best that they possibly could, it's, it's about just over the entire situation and the whole team taking that ownership of the actions of that team.
0: It's one of the reasons why, at least, when I go out into the programs, and I try my best not to make people like, "Oh my God, the boss is here!" Right? Uh, not only I I bring donuts usually, right? Just as a quick reward for them, like you guys are doing great, so you know continue. But just because that small gesture really gives that reward for people who have been, you know, working as much as they can with all the hardships, with personal issues, you know, with professional issues, with COVID issues, right? But they're still there. They're fighting. They're doing their best because, again, in the end, and some of the bosses, right, don't realize is that a company will never work without its staff, without its employees. You cannot run a company with managers only, right? And that's why giving credit to whomever credit is due, it's for me, specifically, very, very important, and I encourage everyone to do that. I'm not gonna lie; I even gave credit to some people in the company that didn't deserve the credit, just because I I noticed that that person needed that win.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and just like you know what, I'll give that person that win because that person will have that boost, feel confident again, and then continue on the right path.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Which brings me to uh one of the points that I want to talk about here today as well is that. A good leader needs to have a good self, understanding of the self well. A lot of people, again, they externalize, right? Oh, a leadership is all about skills, skills that you need to learn, right? But a leader that understands all the inner workings, all the emotions, all the, the frustrations that him or her as a person can have, can empathize when other people, staff, collaborators or whatnot are also having, right? So uh, one of the things that, and I'm going to kind of brag here right now, (laughs) that made me a, a, a good leader in a way, it's because I understood by reading books, by being exposed to situations, by having bad bosses around, I was exposed to some situations that I know how it feels to be in that person's shoe. So if I see a situation like that happening, I immediately create that empathic link and I say like, sheesh, if I go to that person and start telling you, this is right, this is wrong, start micromanaging, that could be a bad reaction. And I don't want that bad reaction to happen because I had this boss that came to me like this and it made me feel like that, right? So that's why... uh, a lot of people, leaders included, they usually don't care much about of your inner workings. But I truly think that leaders should be at least aware of how those inner workings work just so they cannot be bad leaders to their staff, to their collaborators.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I, it's so important to understand yourself, understand your own psychology and and then understand also how you relate to others interpersonally. I, I think that that's super important for being able to empower and inspire and to understand your employees is being able to understand how you connect with them and how, how they think and how they operate. And then, yeah, you know, like you're saying, Nick, how would you feel on the other side of that? So, you know, if one of your employees makes a mistake and, you know, you have to have a talk with them, I, I think such an important part, of being able to effectively deal with any issues or problems or anything is understanding both sides of the argument of the position. Because if you're coming from it one sided, you know, you're like cold, you're calculating, it's just going to demoralize them. Right. And maybe, um, make them even less likely to try new things or to work as hard. So it's, it's so important to be able to understand, where they're at, where you're at, where they're coming from, and to really relate
0: and connect to employees. Okay. I think that's a good wrap, because otherwise we can be just talking over and over and over, and then we can we can save some material for leadership podcast number two, right? <laughs> <laughs> <Sure do. laughs> so let's do a quick sum up here. Uh, of, again, our idea was just to kind of give us this kind of examples and situations about what they, what's a leader, right? So... I'm going to do mine first as usual. So if you, listener, are there and you're thinking like, yeah, they told us a lot of things, but I'm still unsure uh, what is that I need to learn or what are the barriers that I need to, to break through in order to become a good leader, right? So my bottom line there is just don't give up. And if you're going to be a leader, think about your team. Think about who you are leading. Personally, I think that a leader is there to serve the team, all right? So I don't know anything. I do have my experience. And as a leader, I think I should share my experience. However, I know that I am flawed. I know that my staff, my collaborators, they're also flawed. And there is a lot of room for conversation and for growing together. As long as you, as a leader with all that multitude of things that makes leadership so complex, you have the willingness to accept mistakes, you have the willingness to do something better, and you have the willingness to create that communication uh, bridge between you and the people you're leading, you have the basic traits to succeed.
2: Mm -hmm, Definitely. And uh, I loved all of that, Nick. And to add on to it, uh, just give one of my, a quote I really, really like. From the great Michael Scott, you know leaders don't fire; they inspire. And I think it's so important to empower your employees, take ownership of mistakes, um, give credit and rewards where it's due, and like you said, serve your employees. You're not you're not there to tell them what to do at all times of the day. You're there to help them grow and to help yourself grow and to help the company ultimately grow.
1: Yeah, for sure. I totally agree with what both of you guys have said. Um, for me, just to sum up and what I think is um, important to this, this topic is that once again, leadership is not something that is only just you're born with. It's something that you can definitely um, develop and work on and everybody can be a leader. Um, you know, They always usually say too that the first leader is actually usually the first follower, right? Um, the, you know, So <laughs> it's super cool to know that. Um, and also just kind of want to uh lead with like like nick said lastly that it's important to know oneself and something that i would reckon, encourage everyone to do is you know to journal and to and to get feedback and have feedback from those that are close to you and those that you're working with to kind of find out what kind of person you are leader you are so that you can really take that feedback and and grow and develop and improve as a person as well
0: beautiful well guys thank you very much for participation i hope our listeners enjoyed it and with that in mind this is Nick Satuni, over and out.
1: Bye, guys. See you later.